Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined for our weekly look at Scottish football fixtures by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, well, thanks. I'm well. Just looking at the window at the pouring rain and trying to work out how many games will go ahead this Saturday. Yeah, it could be a tricky one. The forecast is for a couple of days of heavy rain, so we'll see how things lie come Saturday morning. But um, we're delighted to be joined this week by Paul Petrie from McBookie. Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having me on, lads. Good to have you back. Now, the last time we had you on the podcast was back in July, um, and I just wanted to flag up some of the anti-post bets that we discussed back then. You sit comfortably. <laughs> 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 to be fair, you actually called out quite a, a few things that are looking pretty good so far. Uh, not least going 64 on Hamilton to finish bottom when everyone else around you, all the other bookies were going 2-1. Yeah, I mean they're still they're still eight to thirteen, which seems a decent price. Certainly after the the midweek result against Ross County, obviously two late goals for Ross County really helped in their cause. Problem is, is that there's a lot of other teams in, in really bad form at the moment, so yeah. it is a really tricky market to price up. Mainly because Hamilton always keep on coming back with a good result now and again. But I mean we're eight to thirteen to finish bottom, which which I think probably still that's our best price. I think Paul, I think. Um... It's one to two elsewhere, I would say, or eight to 15 for Hamilton to finish bottom. Yeah, well, obviously, we've not got too much of them in the book, having mm, gone yeah. so short at the start of the season. So we're we're able to play a little bit more with the percentages than than perhaps other bookmakers. You also flagged up potentially Hibs at 72 to finish out with Celtic and Rangers in the week. Again, that's such a tricky market. I mean, both Aberdeen and Hibs are five to six. It looked like Aberdeen were going to be certainties to to finish in that position, having had so many games in hand, but they've not been able to capitalise on them games in hand. Mm. And now, now it's it's back to being really tight at the top. I mean, I was looking at the market the, the other night, and I started looking at Livingston at sixteen to one yeah. to perhaps yeah. jump over all the top of them, and and I noticed that no other bookmaker had had Livingston quoted. It was ju- it was just Aberdeen and, and Hibs that, that that were in that market. Um, so I was trying to sniff around to see if anyone else perhaps had a price on Livingston, but 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 not to be. Um, I mean, Aberdeen are in, a, in, in an absolute awful form. I think it was in one win in seven or something. That's right. right. Yeah. The point is, Hibs are in no better form either, um, <laughs> other than the fact that they had a had a good win good win in midweek. So I mean, we've laid a lot of Aberdeen because because we fancied uh, Hibernian at the beginning of the season. So. I'd actually written that one off and thought to myself, well, we're definitely going to do our money on, on that one. But it, it looks like we've got a fighting chance again. Yeah. And just looking through my notes, Livingston is actually one that both yourself and Greg flagged up as potential dark horse for the season. I don't think any of us expected Livingston to hit the kind of form that they've hit this season. No, no. I mean, the job that, that Dave Martindale's done has, has been unbelievable. He's got them playing really well. He's got a good system. By all accounts, I'm, I'm I'm led to believe he was making a lot of the calls anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even when when Gary Holt was in charge and, and and David Hopkins as well, so he clearly knows his stuff and uh, and perhaps he's just been able to put more of his authority on it now that he is in the the number one spot. Um, so yeah, sixteen to one for them to to get over the top of them could be could be a good bit of value. Yeah, it would give you a bit of interest between now and the end of the season, I think. Um, and I guess the surprise or 
team, when I look back on my notes, we had the bottom three potentially to be St Mirren, Ross County and Hamilton. And of those three, St Mirren, I've got to be pleased with the season that they've had so far, sitting top six at the moment. I mean, St Mirren jumped from something like three to one to finish bottom three weeks ago to now 33 to one. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just... That's the thing with this league. It's so tight at the bottom yeah. that two or three wins could take you so far up the table that you, it looks like you're you're out of out of the the problems, and that's now again why a lot of the chat on on social media people are looking at Dundee United to finish bottom. People are saying that Kilmarnock are finish going to finish bottom. Now clearly both them teams are in, in poor form, so you're you're looking at it and thinking there might be some value on them. I think to maybe finish in the playoffs would, would probably be more likely than, than to finish bottom because I think they've both got enough points on the board that, that it'll be difficult for Hamilton to, to get over them. But that's the thing. Two good results and you're you're aiming for the top six. And I think yeah. if you look across this weekend's matches, looking through the games, so difficult, really, really difficult to find anything. Just based on the fact that a lot of the games are so evenly matched. So I think out of the six games this weekend, 10 of the sides are odds against. Um, only Celtic and Rangers are odds on. Um, and some really, really evenly matched games. Hibs Aberdeen, Livingston St. Johnson's evenly matched, you could say. St. Mirren v. Kelly, obviously Kelly's struggling. But we'll go through each game anyway, but it's such a difficult card this week, even more so than normal. Yeah, there could be some value if you're brave enough. Um, you know, there'll be people who will just be quite happy to oppose the likes of Dundee United and Kilmarnock just purely based on the forum that they're in. But as you say, we'll get to those as we go through the games. Um, so we're going to do that just now. Just as you said, Greg, I think we can do this week's podcast with the caveat that there is heavy rain forecast this weekend and some of the fixtures might fall foul to the weather. Yeah, I would say so. I think hopefully we should be okay in the Premiership. Um Hibbs' pitch itself is a disgrace. Um, I think I said that last week and the week before. Livingston's pitch, obviously plastic pitch, but has got history of having been postponed <laughs> due to rain. Yeah. So I don't think there's any game safe, to be fair, this weekend. Well, fingers crossed most of them survive. We could do without another fixture pile-up in the Premiership and below, to be honest. But um, let's get started with the uh, first game we're going to have a look at is the Celtic v Motherwell game. Celtic a uh, fairly good, fairly run-of-the-mill one at Kilmarnock, who are really, really poor in midweek. Um, and I guess the Celtic, as we touched on last week, Greg, fans just kind of want this season to end at this stage. Yeah, I think so. There's not much delight to be had at all, really, from any results for Celtic at the moment. As you say, the result against Kilmarnock was expected. Uh, fairly comfortable. I thought Kelly were pretty poor. Neil Lennon obviously delighted to get a reaction from last week's defeat against St Mirren. Uh, but again, this weekend, they can't come off any better, to be fair. What will happen, even if they win 3 or 4 now, it doesn't really appease anyone. No. It's just a case now of getting through to the end of the season. Um, and it's looking likely that Neil Lennon will still be in charge come the end of the season, um, as, as it currently stands. But they play a Motherwell side who, I guess under Alexander, probably picked up a little bit. Uh, really, really important win for them midweek against Dundee United uh, at home. They really needed that win. Um, and again, it all comes into momentum. I don't think they'll cause Celtic too many problems at the weekend. I still expect Celtic to win this match. I think Celtic are priced one to three to win the game. Uh, I did have a look through Motherwell corners, needing them to get four 
yeah. um, to evens. And to be fair, there's probably a very, very high chance of that happening, especially when you look through Celtic's games this season. They're pretty much conceding at least four corners in every match. Yeah, we flagged it up last week, and I think uh, I think it was around about the same even money mark for St Mirren to get four. Ironically, they got three, but they won two one. And it's we've touched on this before, Greg. It's a market where you kind of don't want the team to take the lead, you know, because we'd much rather the team was chasing the game um, in terms of trying to get that corner count up. Yeah, absolutely. I think over this season, I've probably had dozens of overs up in the corners where a team's been battered five 0 so you really don't want that side to be taking the lead, and obviously St Mirren taking the lead at Celtic Park last Saturday didn't aid the corner count. Uh, but I, I would expect Motherwell to hit at least three or four uh, come Saturday, but I couldn't really find much value in this match or anything that really stood out. Paul, is there any case to be made for Motherwell under Alexander to go and do what St Mirren did last week and get a result at Celtic Park? I wouldn't think so, and I, and I certainly wouldn't be backing them. And this just shows you, though, even though we, we think Celtic will, will win the game, it just shows you how lack of confidence there is in them uh, at the moment. I mean, 6-1 to one for Motherwell to win yeah. at, at Celtic Park. I mean, that, that would be unheard of even at the start of the season. But if you think the last season, they've probably gone off 16-20 to 1. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're looking at big double-figure prices. So for I mean, just looking at the market this week, obviously Rangers on Betfield, but you've got in twenty two to one for Hamilton and you're getting yeah. six to one for Motherwell. I mean, and, and, and that's just such a short price to be to be taking them at. I wouldn't be entertaining them at that price. And Celtic, I mean, everybody expects them to win, and that that's been great for us us this season because people are continually putting them in their accumulators, yeah. even though they have been in such poor form. And and, and last week's result against St Mirren was just another fantastic result for the bookies. So, as Greg <laughs> says, there's there's not much value in this game, and I, w- I wouldn't be looking to back back any of them, and I certainly wouldn't be putting Celtic in my, my accumulators a- again this week. But it just shows you how how poor Celtic have been over the last couple of weeks that you are only getting six to one for for Motherwell to win. Yeah, I think that's a fair summary. Celtic not to be trusted at four to eleven, and Motherwell not worth backing at just six to one. <laughs> Okay, next up we've got, what is it, third v fourth, Hibernian v Aberdeen at Easter Road on Saturday. And Hibs have sneaked back above Aberdeen, who are in terrible form. They have won just one and seven. Um, any thoughts on this one, Paul? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a big game for us in that that without Celtic and Rangers market. Yeah. Hibernian at home, the market was evenly matched earlier on today, but but Hibernian have now uh, moved into favourites at six to four. With, with Aberdeen 7-4 I mean I was looking at the squad for Aberdeen and it's, it's very very threadbare I know they've added three strikers I mean Greg will know a lot more about, about Callum Hendry than, than myself but such a weird signing for Aberdeen to be taking a, a guy on loan from, from a team already in the Premier League um, Florian Camberry again I mean he's done the rounds in, in Scotland now is he going to be the man to, to get them goals there's a lot of pressure on Derek McInnes I mean, we're getting a lot of people asking for a price on him not to be the manager next season. Likewise, we're getting asked for a, a price on, on Mickey Mellon not to be the, the manager. But I'm just surprised if could these clubs afford to be sacking managers during this, this current COVID crisis. Can they afford to be having to lay out um, a, a payoff for, for the two managers? So mm-hmm. that, 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 that's something that we've been discussing internally when we're, when we're trying to price up these markets. But uh, I think it's going to be, it should be a good game, should be a tight game. I'd be looking at the the under two point five goals in in this particular game rather than rather than backing uh, any of them to win. Aberdeen been struggling for goals 
uh, in the past five or six games. I think actually they've not scored in the last uh, the last three games. So um, you would expect unders to be quite popular in that game. Yeah, it's been a bit of a strange transfer window for Aberdeen. Three strikers out and three strikers in. So Scott Wright, Sam Cosgrove and Curtis Main have all departed and, as you say, replaced by Camberry, Hornby and Hendry. And it doesn't feel as if that's an improvement to me. Well, I think when you look at the stats for their game against Livingston in midweek, I don't think Aberdeen had a shot and goal mm-hmm. um, on, on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, three out, three in. I think we spoke last week about Derek McInnes' shelf life at Aberdeen. It's so stale now. And the apathy amongst Aberdeen fans now is massive. I think there's always been a section of the support who would like a change, but I think Paul will agree um, that percentage now of Aberdeen fans who want McInnes to leave and bring somebody else into freshen things up must be massive. Yeah, 100%. I mean, as I say, the amount of requests we're getting on next Aberdeen manager, will McInnes be there at the start of the season? Um, it's just not looking good for, for Aberdeen at all. But having said that, Again, they're not far off finishing third, which is where exactly. everybody expected them to, to finish this season. So it, it, it's a real tricky one for, for people to say, well, what, what do you expect from Aberdeen? But I think what the Aberdeen fans are expect them to be a lot better than everyone else in the league. And then fortunately for them at the moment, they're not. And, of course, expecting better performances in, in terms of winning trophies. Whilst you see all the other, other clubs around them managing to pick up trophies over the past five or six five or six seasons. Aberdeen have been the ones that are doing well and getting to the final, but they've never been getting over over that line. So that's why McInnes is definitely under pressure. Yeah, and I think in terms of this match itself, I, I think it's going to be a battle. I've already mentioned the pitch at Easter Road, but it's so awful, the pitch at Easter Road at the moment. Um, it's not going to be a pretty game to watch. It's really going to be a case of who adapts better to that pitch. Uh, I think you're probably right. I think under 2.5 goals is probably quite a good shout here. Uh, I may also look at the booking markets in this game as well. I think Aberdeen have got, obviously, Lewis Ferguson and McCrory, who love to get a booking. And there's certainly no shortage of guys for Hibs. So I may look at the, the card market for this game, but in terms of picking a winner, I can probably understand why Hibs have come into favourites, given the fact they are at home and Aberdeen just don't look like scoring at the moment. It's your old pal Willie Collum, who's the man in the middle, Craig. He can, he can get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I know he let you down, was it last night? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, one of those ones where you, you're waiting for match match cards, 51 minutes pass, he's already booked three players, and you're waiting basically for the full second half in a really tight and competitive game. And I did watch some bits of it, and there was a couple of occasions anyway he should have booked someone. So, very unwilly column-like last night. <laughs> very unwilly column-like. He's usually good for a card. So, in terms of angles in this game, I guess, unders is where both of you guys are heading and potentially cards for you, Greg. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough game to call. I think Hibs probably might just edge it, but I, I certainly would be, would be backing um, either Aberdeen or Hibs for this match. But I think under the goals and cards is probably an angle to look at later on. OK. Uh, next up, we've got the dress rehearsal of the Betfred Cup final later this month at the Tony Macaroni Stadium, Livingston v St Johnson. Uh, Paul, any thoughts on whether this will have a bearing on the Cup final or vice versa? You know, is it an opportunity for St Johnson to put themselves against an incredibly informed Livingston side um, and maybe put a marker down for the Cup final? I'd be surprised. I mean, both teams know each other very well, so I don't think it'll, it'll have a bearing on, on the Cup final. Um, I think both teams will perhaps just go into the game um, 
looking to to obviously try and win to to feel that they've got the upper hand. But I mean, it's a sort of myth that that, that any game couple of couple of weeks before a big match has has a bearing on it. But a lot of people look into that and think think that it potentially does. But I'd be I'd be very surprised if it if it did. Real tricky game to to bet on. I mean. You would normally think, okay, St. Johnson, they're in decent form as well. Maybe look a bit of value um, over two to one. But as we've just said, Livingston are in such good form that you you just couldn't you couldn't back against them at the moment. Um, but the run's got to come to an end soon. Um, That's the spirit, been, Paul. That is the spirit. We've been saying that for weeks on this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, you you just like to think that the the run would come to an end soon. I mean, they've not conceded in their last four games either. Um, so that that just shows you what what good defensive yeah. form they're they're in as well. He's got them playing really well well as a unit. Um, it wouldn't be a game I'd be getting involved in um, just purely because of the fact that Livingston are in such a good form. But you would look at them and think, well, the the run has got to come to an end soon. If I was doing an accumulator, I would I'd probably put them in there. Would be against the both teams to score as well. Um, for a, for an accumulator as well, but as Greg said earlier, all these games this weekend are, are really tricky, and then this one none more so. Yeah, they've, they've actually got a nice wee run of fixtures coming up as well. Livingston at home to St Johnston this weekend, home to Hamilton Wednesday, and away to out of form Dundee United. So, and before the cup final, sorry, they play uh, St Mirren away as well. So they've got. You know, certainly winnable games on paper um, between now and the cup final. But um, are St Johnson the team to stop them, Greg? I don't see why not, to be fair. <laughs> I must admit, Livingston are a very big price. I think given the form that they're in, what, 11 wins and three draws. I think we probably do a bit of an injustice, really, by saying they're in great form. Their form is just sensational, isn't it? It's I've never seen anything like it at all in the Premiership in Scotland of a club outside Rangers and Celtic to go on such a fantastic run. I think to go four or five games in a row winning games is a great achievement in this league. But yeah, to go 15 ga- 14 games though unbeaten, 11 wins, is just un- unbelievable. Seem to remember. Points from Hearts, Hearts had a great start to a season a few good few years ago now. Uh, was it under George Burley? George Burley, yeah. They made a great start to the season and possibly Aberdeen at some point. But you're right, I don't really recall such a sustained run uh, without defeat. From any other team outside Celtic Rangers, especially from a you could say a provincial club and yeah. a small club at Livingston. Yeah. So I must admit, I'm getting a bit pissed off at Livingston actually. Um, <laughs> they've taken up that fifth, or that yeah, the fifth place in the top six, and as Paul said, they're not that far behind Aberdeen and Hibs. So with the run of games coming up, that they've got they'll be looking up um, to try and catch whoever's going to be in fourth. But I, I must say, eleven to eight does look very big for a side who's in such good form. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate, though, they are playing the famous person at Johnston, so that always um, is, a, is a tough game to win. I think for us, we went to Ibrox last night, competing pretty well, actually. Probably quite fortunate not to have been playing against 10 men um, in that first half. We're in good shape. Um, I think Callum Davis mixed up a little bit last night, but I'd imagine on Saturday we should see the side that started against Kilmarnock play on uh, this weekend at Livingston on, on the artificial pitch. So I think, I think as Paul said, not a match to touch. We do look probably quite big uh, over 2-1, to one, but my advice here would be just to completely boys me of this game. Livingston have to lose at some point, and I'm very much hoping it will be this weekend. OK, we'll see how that one plays out then, it's, no bet. 
what is sorry Paul it's yeah it's not in terms of unbeaten but when Livingston went six games in a row winning SPL stats on on Twitter put mm-hmm. up the the form on that and it was Livingston have recorded six consecutive top flight wins for the first time in their history only the 11th time this has been done by a club other than Celtic or Rangers in the Premiership era. And as you say, it was that Hearts in 2005. They managed eight wins in a row and Aberdeen have done it twice as well. So it's not actually stats on on unbeaten because I would imagine the fact that they've now been 11-12 unbeaten might actually probably be a record for teams outside Celtic or Rangers. It must be. Got to be, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 If Hearts and Aberdeen have done eight wins in a row, the chances of them actually then staying unbeaten for another for for in that run would be would be very surprising, and I think the fact that two of the results have been in, against Celtic and I know Celtic aren't in the best of form either, but to get two draws against Celtic in that in that time period as well uh, makes it even more rewarding for Livingston. Yeah, I mean you could you could argue the fact that Celtic were I think both was it both games they were without a number just of players just one game the first one just the one game, um, but they've also beaten. Hibs away from home, uh, they've just beaten Aberdeen as well, so beating the, the teams above them. So, full credit to them. You know, I think yeah, there was definitely. at one point you kind of thought, oh, they've been fairly fortunate the way the fixtures have fallen, but they've just continued to carry on that form, and it, it's been tremendous to see, to be honest. Okay, next game we've got is Ross County v the United, and both of you actually have some tips in this one. This Finally! That you're quite happy to take on. Uh, massive result for Ross County last night at Hamilton, coming from behind uh, to nick the three points at Hamilton, uh, that moves them four points clear of Hamilton at the bottom of the table. Then the United just seem to be in a bit of free fall at the moment and if it wasn't for a fairly decent start to the season um, I think the knives would be out for Mickey Mellon. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I think um, they have they did have a decent start United but I think they're now what one win in 12 uh, no wins in 8 really struggling for goals to be fair. Yeah, surprising as well. Yeah. Um, now he's come in he's only scored once Nicky Clark's a top goal scorer um, quite like Nicky Clark actually but I think quite a few of his goals have been set pieces and penalties mm-hmm. so they are struggling to score goals tonight and um, as Paul said on Twitter as well there's also a growing number of United fans who are probably questioning Mickey Mellon's tenure which I think is a bit premature I think they're going to stay up I don't think they'll get dragged into the relegation spots I think they've got enough points on the board um, what they're 10 points ahead of Hamilton already I think still nine, nine. so there's, there's no danger of them finishing bottom I feel but uh, it is alarming their form at the moment and the away to a Ross County side never an easy game in Dingwall um, as you said massive win last night for them it was looking like Hamilton do what Hamilton do and just pluck a result out of nowhere but two late goals will give them massive confidence going into this game and it'll be two sides in completely contrasting form. United struggling for confidence, struggling for goals. Uh, but Ross County at home under John Hughes, he's come in. You have to say he's he's picked them up. Yeah. I think they're one win in eighteen before he came in, and I think that was their third win now um, under Hughes since he joined. So it's definitely seen an improvement in fortune since he's come in. But yeah, in terms just... of the angle for. Sorry, I was just going to say, you never know what you're going to get for this Ross County team. They've beaten Aberdeen 4-1, they've beaten Hibs, they also won at Celtic Park earlier in the season, and yet they're second bottom of the league. They are, and saying that though, I don't think they're that far up from 
looking at upwards as well. No. It's, no. it's such so a tight. tight, tight league. Yeah. Um, right up to what sixth place at Mirren. There's really not much between the sides, and as you say, a few wins, and it propels you right up that league. Yeah. But in terms of the angle for this match, um, I did look at Ross County double chance and over 1.5 match goals. So a market I quite like. I think Ross County are obviously odds against as well. Um, so at the moment, what price are you getting for Ross County, sorry? 11 to 8. 11 to 8. So, yeah, I think it's a decent price. I think with that, with that, it allows you to bat the double chance market at probably 2 to 5, and you can throw in over 1.5 match goals. Now, there's been two goals now scored, at least two goals, sorry, in each of Ross County's last 20 matches. There's certainly no, no lack of goals in their games. Uh, I think Ollie Shaw has been decent for them. I think he's a top goal scorer. He's got three and two at home now for them. And I think five of the last six games have seen both teams score. One thing for sure, though, is they don't keep many clean sheets, Ross County. Um, I think there's 16 games now without a clean sheet. And they have conceded now in 11 of their 12 home games. So we, sp- we speak about United's poor goal-scoring record, but I do fancy United to get a goal here. Um, and as a match, I think we'll see goals in. I think over 2.5... Is a decent price to be fair at six to five, but what I do like the look of though is the goal, the Asian goal line. So very similar to the United, sorry, the Sitmarin v Hibs match that we did on Tuesday. Uh, an overpriced match with over two point five goals. So you can back over two point five goals here on the Asian goal line. So it's over two and over two point five, and that pays nine to ten. So that basically means money back. Sorry, half state back. Sorry, if there's two, if there's two goals. Okay, so yeah, just to clarify that, it's over two slash over two and a half Asian goals, um, which means half your stake is on over two goals and the other half is on over two and a half goals, um, yeah. which, as you say, gets you half your stake back if there's just the two. So we both can't see that insurance there. any less than two goals in this match. I really can't. Um, I think both sides have got a good chance of scoring, and if that happens, we should see this land. Yeah, okay. Paul, you are quite keen to take Ross County here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Motherwell during the week at even money were, were a good bet against Dundee United. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Ross County at home, 11-8 to to beat Dundee United as well, is a, is a safe bet, as, as Greg said. Dundee United in, in total free fall. The natives are, are getting very restless with Mickey Mellon. As I said earlier, we're getting loads of requests for the next Dundee United manager. Will he last the season? Um, he's under huge pressure, I think. Not only from a results point of view, but I think... The interviews that he's doing, the Dundee United fans are getting quite exasperated by. They don't seem to be confident in what he's saying. He seems to be making a lot of invalid points about how the games have gone. Obviously, the United fans are are, are quite vocal in terms of uh, the, the, the players that he's, that he's picking. I think there's also uh, issues with, with the, the, the way that the, the club's organised as well, with, with the boy Tony Ashgar in there. Mm-hmm. It seems to be that, that he's perhaps making a lot of the a lot of the signings and a lot of the players that are that are, are, are actually his players rather than Mickey Mellon. So that's causing a lot of unrest amongst the fans as well. Is so that a fair point, Paul, to say that United fans are also unhappy with the style of football they're seeing? Definitely, definitely. Style of football, I've seen, I've seen people were complaining last night about the lack of substitutes, the lack of ability to change the, 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 the game as it's going on. There just seems to be no real urgency in, in how Dundee United are playing at the moment. And and from a betting angle, what's also happening a lot is the amount of goals that they're conceding from, from set play. 
they're just really struggling as a, a centre half pairing in terms of having any dominance in the air. And Jordan White came in uh, against Hamilton and scored. Scored. Uh, he's great in the air. And obviously, as you said, Ollie Shaw's been playing well also. So it'll be interesting to see what what strike force that that Ross County go with. But I would suspect that it would be a good bet to back one of them to score once you know which one's starting. And even for a bit of value, look at the centre halves because Dundee United have been keen to see in so many goals from set pieces that there could be some value in, in, in one of them coming up and scoring. Taking a step back on the whole Dundee United thing, surely it's all about just surviving in the league this season. And maybe expectations have been set a wee bit too high by what was a fairly impressive start to the season. I think that's just standard though in terms of Dungeon United fans themselves. I think the plan this season would have been to compete. Uh, they have done so until recently, uh, but it's one of those ones. They probably stole, I say this every week about United, <laughs> they probably stole quite a few points. I'm talking at least five or six points this season United have snatched with last-minute goals or their goalkeeper themselves, he's kept them in the game at least three or four matches of the season. He's collected them points. So it probably stems from the, from the start of the season as well. Uh, Paul's maybe a little bit closer to it than I am, but um, you're right. I think to stay up this season was the plan, to stay competitive, but there's probably a lot more to it than that. Yeah, maybe. OK, so, Paul, it's a straight Ross County win for you. Ross County win, and, and once you see the line-up, Pick the biggest boy up front for Ross Cummings to score. <laughs> <laughs> OK, uh, last but not least, on Saturday in the Premiership, we've got St Mirren v Kilmarnock. Alex Dyer has gone since our last podcast. Kilmarnock surrendered a two-goal lead to St Johnson on Saturday to eventually lose 3-2. James Fowler is in as temporary manager, says he doesn't want the job on a full-time basis. Uh, St Mirren still going pretty well in the league, uh, Obviously won at Celtic Park last weekend following up a brilliant 5-1 win at Tannadice the week before. Does St Mirren look overpriced at 11-10 here, Paul? I mean, certainly if I was going to be having a bet in this game, then it would be St Mirren that would be that would be more attractive at 11-10. I mean, as I said earlier, they've, they've, they've been on decent form and they've jumped away from the, the relegation battle. So it's a top six finish that they'll, they'll now be looking at. Um, but then, of course, they were so lacklustre against Livingston in the in the League Cup semi-final that mm. I think they've got to put in good performances now in the league to to appease the the fans and get that top six finish. And I think I think that they'll be happy with that. Kilmarnock rubbish against against Celtic in midweek. Obviously, lack of managers going to be really difficult to to get them to get them up up for these games. Um, Kilmarnock fans are adamant that they're they're going to finish bottom. A uh, few people have been backing them to finish bottom. As I say, I think they've probably got enough points in the table that 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 playoff spot might be might be quite nerve wracking for them. Now, there's always seems to be one club that 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 looks like they're safe in the the Premier League and then just goes on a terrible run of form mm. near the end of the season and 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 starts being quite uh, quite likely for that that playoff spot. So it, it looks like it could be Kilmarnock this season. We're betting on the next Kilmarnock manager being very very quiet. In terms of the the people that that people have been backing, Tommy Wright, there's been a little bit of interest in him. Ding Guy ding, we usually, usually got a Tommy Wright mention in the podcast. So thanks for that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guy came on this morning looking for a price on um, 
the guy Jason Tindall, who's just been sacked yeah, from Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a little bit optimistic in terms Very. of getting sacked, getting sacked from Bournemouth and then and then coming straight up to Kilmarnock. I think he'll probably hold out now for for Eddie Howe's next position yeah. to become his assistant <laughs> manager. Yeah. Um, maybe at Celtic. Uh, that was the rumour that was going around uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, I mean, yeah, it's been a very quiet market and I just don't know what, what route Kilmarnock are going to go down. They normally do quite well in terms of getting some left-field candidates into that into that position. So the guys that we've put in there, Stephen Robinson, Tommy Wright, Gary Holt, you'd probably expect them not to be your normal normal selection for, for a Kilmarnock manager. Uh, but the fact Maybe that they'll it's so quiet, um, Lee Clark and he can sign ten boys in the one day again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. Didn't, I mean they've been great for for the next manager, Marcus Lee Clark, <laughs> Clark uh, the, the an, Angelo Aseni, the Italian manager. That that was a fantastic yeah. one out, out out of nowhere. Um, Steve Clark, even. I mean, you wouldn't have thought Steve Clark would have ended up at, at Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. Um, it was another another great left field appointment, as opposed to John Hughes getting the job at Ross County, which we always get slagged about for putting these 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 names in the manager markets for for uh, for being the same names. Usual <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, we're talking about Dundee United. I mean, they've went against the usual the usual suspects, and 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 people are saying, well, yeah, does Mickey Mellon know enough about the Premier League to be to be doing <laughs> a good job? Win. So. Yeah, win. that's it. It's a real, it is a real tricky one when you're you're making your appointment. But I mean, Kilmarnock will have to make an appointment. You would imagine soon, soon. Yeah. because as you're saying, if James Fowler saying he doesn't want the the job, then they'll need to get someone in quickly if they're going to stop that stop that drop. So yeah, if, if, if I was having a bet, it definitely would be would be St Mirren over Kilmarnock. I think Kilmarnock as well. I think they've got a, a decent enough team still. I don't think they've got a pure side. I think it's on paper just as good as it, a lot of the other sides in the bottom six but there's definitely something missing at the moment and as you say they definitely need to get somebody in soon in Toronto Yeah, you got any angle in this game Greg? Not really I think St Mirren, I think 11 to 10 is probably quite fair for St Mirren mm-hmm. and I was back in the outcome here it would be the home win what I would say is St Mirren although they got back to back wins last week, I tend to find them quite inconsistent you don't tend to know what you're getting with St Mirren yeah. When I mean, they played us in Perth, they've been terrible. Absolutely won, awful. Only won twice at home in the league this season, despite yeah. the fact that they're now top six. It's a tricky match, this one. It's probably best left alone, but I would have to say an, an edge towards a, a Sitmarin win, just given the state Kilmarnock are in. OK, rounding up the uh, Premiership fixtures this weekend, we've got Hamilton at home to Rangers on Sunday at lunchtime. And I feel as if we just kind of skirt over Rangers games this season, Greg, because there is genuinely it's a really difficult betting market because Rangers are usually so short. Um, and, you know, obviously they're now 24 wins out of 27, three draws. God knows how many clean sheets we do. <laughs> almost on a weekly basis flag up the win to nil market which landed uh, last night again but I've noticed this weekend that it's probably the shortest price that I've seen the win to nil markets it's short as one to two for Rangers to win at Hamilton to nil on Sunday Yeah it's, to be fair it's probably quite a fair price to be honest with you one to two given they're playing Hamilton um, I think we have spoken about probably over the last what five six weeks I think Rangers have been not unconvincing, that's a bit unfair, because they're still winning games, but certainly not playing the free-flowing football that they were playing earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. And that's to be expected. They're that far ahead. 
like 20 plus points ahead. That's to be expected at this stage of the season. They're not going to be winning games 3, 4, 5 now every week. Um, I think what what price are Rangers here to win this match? Uh, 1 to 9. Best price, McBookie. You really have to dig deep. Um, I would be surprised to see it be a kind of 2 0 score, like, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was just um, I was looking at the Asian handicap. Rangers minus two and a half is only even money. Yeah, again, it's probably a match best left alone. I'd be keen to look at bookings for Hamilton. I think Ross Callahan in the middle of the park is good for a booking. He's been quite a good signing this season for Hamilton, so he won't be far away um, from a booking in this match. I don't think. Just on the Hamilton aspect of this, um, I'm about to log into my McBookie account straight after this podcast because I I do think that. It's it's Curtis time for Hamilton this season. I do think it's finally come. They're four points detached now. And when you look at their games coming up, they play Rangers on Sunday, no points. They've then got four consecutive away games in the league. Livingston away. Can you see them going there and getting a result? Probably not. Motherwell away. Lanarkshire Derby. Motherwell new manager, probably improving. Probably not. St Mirren away. <laughs> then we've got Hibs away. So, five really, really tough games for Hamilton. Um, I don't see it any way back. And the 8-13 to 13 you're getting on Hamilton finishing bottom, I think is a sound, sound investment. So I'm going to find out how much Paul's going to let me put on it. Um, <laughs> Just cut the price, Greg. Just convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think in terms of this match itself, betting-wise, it's... Uh, it's a really difficult one. There's, there's very, very little value to, had, to have. Just off the back of that, though, in terms of the top six market, which is quite interesting, St Mirren are 8-15 to 15 to take that last top six place. And I'm assuming that's on the basis they've got three games in hand. St Johnson 11-2, Motherwell 6-1, and Dundee United 9-1. So I think out of the three clubs for that last top six place... I would say St Mirren are favourites, given they do have games in hand, but 8-15 to 15 looks very short. So there may be some value, potentially, on either St Johnston or Motherwell finishing top six. Indeed. Um, I think, if you were to press me on that, I think I'd probably go with Motherwell. I think Graham Alexander looks like he might be able to get a tune out of the squad that um, just were underperforming this season so far so that's quite an interesting market to have a look at uh, Paul you get any thoughts on this Hamilton v Rangers game before we move on no I mean as Greg says definitely be looking at the, the booking markets um, that'll be that that's always popular when you've got such a big difference in, in prices between the two teams you expect if it is tight then then Hamilton will, will be putting in a lot of tackles uh, committing a lot of fouls and the other side of the coin is if Rangers are winning easily then they'll maybe just start kicking boys because they'll be getting frustrated so there's always a good opportunity for, for the card markets in these sort of games Bobby Madden is the man in the middle You know okay. what sometimes in the, in the Scottish games for the referees I don't tend to look too much into it really I know it's always good to understand who the referee is and does he book players a lot but at the end of the day it also comes down to the players and the match and how the match pans out so Bobby Madden or whoever else, it wouldn't really f- fuss me too much in this league who the referee is. Yeah, I'm just looking. Bobby Madden's averaging 2.58 yellows per game, which is at the lower end of the stats for the referees this season. So, yeah, maybe one more having a wee 
further look into. Okay, we'll move on to the Championship. There's a game on Friday night, Air United host Hearts. Uh, weather permitting, Greg? This game's called off. And I'm <laughs> going to put odds of that 1 to 100. This game's called off. Yeah, Paul, have you ever had any markets on games <laughs> being postponed before? <laughs> no, but when the fancy lane uh, might go fish here <laughs> on the other end of the line, seems to be seems to be very keen to uh, know what the weather's going to be like. Yeah, it keeps a keen eye on it, to be fair. Uh, I guess this looks like a fairly straightforward win for Hearts, United, not in the, the best of form, and it just looks like a, a matter of time before Hearts secure uh, their return to the top division again. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, mainly because the other, no one's really putting any pressure on them no. on them either. Um, I mean, Dundee made a lot of good sign-ins, and you were thinking, right, there might be a chance here, and then and then they go and get a beat from Wraith. I mean, Dunfermline had a good win against Wraith in midweek, so it does look like they're perhaps going to be the the nearest challengers. But even when you think that they're going to be on a run, they they, they drop some points. Um, but as I say, Hearts haven't been overly convincing. But but as you say, it should be just a matter of time. Yeah, they're eight to fifteen to win on Friday night, and the bet they looked at last week, Greg, with Hearts was Hearts to win and over one Hearts goal. I think it was was amongst some of the shouts that we we put out there. Um, that's four to six on Friday, and that might be the best way to get some value out of this game. Yeah, I think Hearts away away form obviously hasn't been as good as their home form. Um, it'll be a, if the match does go ahead, it'll be in, under really tricky conditions. Uh, and just that kind of puts me off a little bit. Mm. Obviously, Hearts' um, squads, <laughs> in terms of championship level, is just outstanding. They've got a really good squad. They've added boys to the team as well, which will add to, to the rest of this season. So, um, yeah, it's hard to look beyond a, a comfortable Hearts win here. But um, condition-wise, they'll be happy to go there and grind later 1-0. Yeah. Okay, that game's live on BBC Scotland at 7.45 on Friday night. We have two other games that you guys are quite keen to have a look at. Paul, you are very keen to have a look at Dunfermline um, away to Gayfield on Saturday and they are 21-20 to to pick up the three points. Yeah, I mean, I looked I looked yesterday to see where the value might be in, in Scotland this weekend and Dunfermline were actually odds against for this particular game. So when when we were getting ready to do to do this uh, this podcast this uh, today and then I seen that they drifted out to odds against, I thought to myself, well, that, that looks a good bet. Obviously, that's based on the fact that Arbroath had a good result against Inverness Cali in midweek and also had a good good win at the, the weekend as well. So they're, they're in decent form, Jack Hamilton, uh, is banging in the goals for them, so clearly the market thinks that there could be could be a bit of a value in our growth with the fact that they've been backed in. But I think that then helps our cause for a Dunfermline win. They were really really good against Wraith in midweek, uh, scoring four goals. Uh, they've bought, brought in the boy uh, Scott Banks on loan from Crystal Palace, who is a really really good player. Uh, and I think I think he'll show that in the, the between now and the end of the season before going on and doing doing really well down in down in England. So that that's a, a very good sign. And I mean, I'm, I'm I'm surprised that Dundee United didn't try and get him back back on loan. But maybe maybe there was something there that they wanted to to, to play at play at the lower level to make sure that he was guaranteed to get the games. And also yeah. because Dunfermline are near the top of the league, so bet, better to play in a team that that's likely to be winning a lot of the times rather than. Yeah. A, Rather than a relegation battle, but but he's he's a very good sign, and uh, and I think I think there'll be definitely goals in this game, and uh, I fancy Dunfermline to win it. Yeah, and a fairly decent price, as you say, twenty-one to twenty at my book at the moment. 
Okay, next up, uh, Greg, you like to look at goals at Dundee. Now, Dundee been pretty disappointing this season, to be fair. Sitting fourth on the table, they've only taken 20 points from their 13 games. And I think we would all have expected a lot more from them this season, wouldn't we? Absolutely, and I think over the last two weeks, I've said the same thing in the last two podcasts. Dundee cannot be trusted, especially away from home. And that's that's been the case. They drew one all at Gayfield with Arbroath, and they were really turned over by Wraith Rovers last weekend, 3-1. They're back in home turf on Saturday, and to be fair to Dundee, their home form has been pretty solid. I think it's, what, four wins and three draws. They've defeated Hearts 3-1, they drew 3 over their win. I think they beat Alloa 3-1. So, been plenty of goals in their recent matches at home. Um, they've obviously brought in Jason Cummings as well, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a bit of a surprise, I must say. Um, I, I do like him. I think he's a good player. He's only just played one match, but he should hopefully support Dundee's push to finish second. Um, and they play on Inverness side, who, again, another side who have been bitterly disappointing this season. Um, sitting seventh, but again, it's a very, very tight league, and they're only six points off the playoffs yeah. with a few games in hand. So it was another draw last night for them, not ideal. Uh, that's their fourth draw in five, but they have seen over 2.5 goals in five or six away games. Um, Dundee have got Osmond South up front as well for Dundee. So I think for me, this one goals looks a decent shout in this match. Uh, Dundee not keeping many clean sheets Inverness definitely not keeping many clean sheets so wouldn't be a surprise to see both teams score here if that's the case I think we should see three goals in the match and that pays 17-20 to 20. Yeah it's certainly been goals in both of those teams games um, both teams have scored in the last eight for Dundee and in the last five for Inverness and six of the last seven in Dundee games have seen over two and a half and four of Inverness's Last six have seen over two and a half, so the stats certainly bear that out. So, uh, yeah, over two and a half goals at 17 to 20 for you then, Greg? Yeah, definitely. Two and a half goals in this match, yep. Okay. Okay, I think that's probably as covered as much as we possibly can this weekend. Uh, Could you guys just give us a wee recap on your best bets for the weekend? Start with yourself, Paul. Yeah, best bets for the weekend are Ross County to beat Dundee United at 11 to 8 and Dunfermline to beat Arbroath at 21 to 20. And two bets for me this weekend. I'm taking Dundee and Inverness over 2.5 goals, and that pays 17 to 20. And in the Ross County versus Dundee United match, I'm taking over two and over 2.5 goals on the Asian goal line. That pays 9 to 10, and that'll be half stakes returned if there's two goals in the match. Good stuff. Okay, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg and if you want more tips like these then join Greg's Telegram channel uh, where he posts his best bets daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. You can also catch more of his tips on the Mr Fixit's Tips website at www.mrfixitstips.co.uk You can also follow McBookie on Twitter at McBookie or even better still why not open an account at McBookie where you can join the Tartan Club and get a £5 free bet for every £30 that you bet at odds of evens or above. Just visit mcbookie.com for all the relevant terms and conditions. And that's you had your plug, Paul. Thank you very much for joining us this week on the podcast. Uh, And thanks to everyone for listening to this week's podcast. 
uh, and best of luck with your bets this weekend guys yeah cheers good luck great stuff thanks lads <laughs>